it sounds totally logical to lose weight, eat less calories, and then burn more calories by exercising. But the reality is that the metabolism is way more complex than a calculator where you simply add and subtract. And for many women over 40, eat less, exercise more can actually backfire. Welcome to Rev Your Metabolism with Alicia Murphy. I'm Alicia, your host, creator of Stress Monkey Fitness, The Rev Method, and your go-to health coach for being super fit and feeling unstoppable after 40. Are you ready to join me on a journey to restore your metabolism, boost your health, and turn back the aging clock? On this podcast, we'll uncover the secrets to unlocking boundless energy, burning more fat naturally, and feeling confident in your own skin. Now hang on to your hats and glasses and get ready to learn simple yet powerful strategies that will transform your health and fitness game. Don't forget to hit that follow button so you don't miss any of our tips and tricks. All right. It's time to rev. Well, hey there. It's your buddy Alicia here. Welcome to episode two of the Rev Your Metabolism with Alicia Murphy podcast. I'm so happy that you're here. Yay. All right. Today, on today's episode, we're going to be talking about the six big weight loss mistakes that I see happening a lot in women over 40. And remember, I'm a big proponent of the power of walking, such a great impact on the health of your metabolism. So I hope you're out in nature or anywhere getting some steps. And let's just walk and talk about this very, very impactful episode. Okay, and I've got a needy dog that keeps coming up to me for attention. My son is homesick from school today upstairs, so let's just fingers crossed that we get through this episode in one piece. I think think we will. All right, so here we go. The six big weight loss mistakes that I see a lot in women over 40 that are keeping them from reaching their weight loss goals or their health goals. Here we go, number one, and that is relying on counting calories. All right, let, let, let's just get this out in the open here because this one I know is going to piss some people off, and I tend to get a lot of pushback when I talk about this. This is a big topic. It deserves its own episode, and you know it's going to have its own episode, but I got to tell you that if you are somebody who either has counted calories and it didn't work or is counting calories and it's not working now, please know it's not your fault. Oftentimes when we're over 40, there's a whole lot of other things going on with the metabolism and counting calories is not as straightforward as it sounds. And I mentioned this in episode one, we talked about counting calories when it comes to your metabolism being out of sync and why it's a problem. So if you haven't heard episode one, go back and listening to it. But the problem is that calories are a very faceted function, meaning it's not as straightforward 
forward as just adding and subtracting calories. That is not the way your metabolism works, okay? So there's a lot going on. So the thing we want to do here is if you think that your metabolism is possibly out of sync, that is where you need to start before you even worry about counting calories. And I mentioned in episode one, so I'm going to drop it here too. I created this super cool, super fast quiz called Is Your Metabolism Out of Sync? You can go to stressmonkey.com slash quiz. That's stressmonkey spelled with E-E at the end rather than E-Y. So stressmonkey.com slash quiz. And if you are indeed seeing that your metabolism is out of whack, I also give you the first few steps to focus on to start to restore and rev your metabolism. By the way, I... I have a program called the Rev Method, and I affectionately call the people in that program Revers. And so since this is the Rev Your Metabolism podcast, I think that you deserve that title too. What do you think? Rever. Sound good? Okay. All right, Rever. Here we go. Here's the problem with calories in versus calories out. And I got to tell you, I get seriously blasted on social media whenever I talk about calories in versus calories out, or eat less, exercise more. And so before you get angry at me and before you want to send me nasty messages, let me explain why it can actually backfire. First of all, calories in versus calories out. Like I mentioned, your metabolism is not a calculator. It doesn't work like that. Your metabolism actually is a stress barometer. More on that in a future episode. However, what you need to know is... There's so many variables at play when it comes to counting calories. Um, People absorb different amounts of calories from different foods. Oftentimes, a label that says it has a certain amount of calories, those are allowed to be off by as much as 30%, right? Some people will burn less calories from a certain type of exercise than other people. It also depends on your muscle-to-fat ratio. The point is, friend, that it's, there's a lot going on, and, and counting calories is just a drag. So if you're somebody out there listening to this that's like, okay, Alicia, counting calories works for me. I've always done it, and that's how I stay fit and healthy. That's awesome. Okay, if it works for you, fantastic. One size does not fit all. Let's remember that. But for the majority of people, there is a better way. Okay, so if you don't like counting calories, if you feel like you get a little bit too obsessive when you're counting calories, oh, I have great news for you, you little cutie pie, because you don't have to rely on that, okay? The other thing is when we are focusing on eat less, exercise more, and again, I'm just going to keep this short and sweet, here is the overall problem with that once we get to be over 40, Remember in episode one, again, if you haven't heard that, go back and listen to it. I talked about how once we start to get older, we start to get more and more sensitive to stress and the stress hormone cortisol. Well, here's the problem. Eat less, exercise more. You are stressing your body out on two sides of the coin. Number one, when we start to dramatically cut our calories back, our body thinks, holy shit, we don't have access to enough food, 
we might starve. This is not a good thing, right? Then on the other side of the coin, if you start all of a sudden, you're cutting your calories and you're like, oh, I'm going to go to the gym six days a week. Your body also thinks, holy shit, we are in physical harm because we're obviously running from a hungry animal or a neighboring tribe. So you got to think the way your body is thinking because newsflash, our bodies have not caught up with the lifestyle that we're living. Our bodies still think that we're out hunting and gathering, walking all day, lifting heavy things, and yes, running from hungry animals or neighboring tribes. So you got to realize when you're dramatically cutting your calories and when you're starting to move a whole lot more, your body starts to freak out, right? You're putting yourself in a state of stress, which remember, as we said, we start to get more and more sensitive to stress as we age. So this whole thing of eat less, exercise more can actually backfire, all right? And listen, the health of your metabolism has to be your priority. Let me just say that. So we want to start taking steps, focusing on getting our metabolism restored and revved, right? You are a rever. Don't you want to rev your metabolism? We got to focus on that. Once that happens, it's going to be much easier to start to see results and to play with calorie counting. If that's your jam, I think it sucks. I won't do it. Um, and then, plus, if your metabolism is revved and healthy, you actually can eat more calories than if it's not. How great would it be if you could stop dieting, like like forever stop dieting? Because dieting sucks, right? Okay, there we go. So relying on counting calories, if you're doing it and you're not seeing results, again, it could be relating back to your metabolism being out of sync. Go download that quiz. It's super fun, super short. You'll get some good answers of what you should do next. Stressmonkey.com slash quiz. Monkey spelled E-E, not E-Y. All right. Number two, big weight loss mistake in women over 40 is prioritizing or overdoing cardio. Okay, here's the thing. I get it. I, I, I grew up in the era of jazzercise and aerobics and Jane Fonda. I mean, I went to high school in the 80s and we were told that you want to get your heart rate up and you want to keep moving and you're going to burn all kinds of fat and you got to do all this cardio. So I understand it. And even though I know better than that because of my years of training and education in this industry, I still sometimes have this like intuitive instinct that I want to go out and do cardio. But I got to tell you, it all boils back again. I'm going to say two things about doing too much cardio. Number one, we're going to tie it back again to cortisol because, and it's going to lead me into number two, what I want to talk about. Cortisol elevates when you work out, right? So remember what we said in the last episode that we get more sensitive to cortisol, too much cortisol actually drives belly fat, right? Cardio, any kind of exercise, elevates cortisol. However, here's the difference between cardio and weight training. 
strength training, resistance training, whatever you want to call it. When you're doing some type of resistance training, cortisol is released, yes, but so is human growth hormone and testosterone. And yes, women usually snicker when I say testosterone, but we have it in our bodies and we do need it, just not as much as men, not a large amount like men have. But those three hormones together, cortisol, human growth hormone, and testosterone, that is like the trifecta of fat burning, okay? You don't get that with just cardio. So I'm talking cardio like steady state cardio, where you go out for a long jog, or you're on the elliptical for an hour in the gym, slugging away, wondering why you're sweating your ass off, but you're not seeing results, okay? So... That's the problem with the cardio is that it's elevating your cortisol, but you don't have those other fat-burning hormones present. Now when you're done, you're just left with this high cortisol, right? The other problem is that when we focus on doing all this cardio, what you're likely doing is focusing on the calories that you're burning during your cardio session, right? So you go to the gym, the treadmill says, you just burned 500 calories. A, those machines are so off. It's not even funny. Don't trust them. They're big fat liars. Do not trust them. But the other problem is this. When we're doing, again, like a steady state type cardio, your body, after you're done with the workout, It only takes your body, and when I say your body, I mean your metabolism, about 30 minutes to get back to a state of balance, what we call homeostasis. So the object is when you work out, you want to disrupt your metabolism so much, it's working extra time, really hard to get back to balance, to get back to that homeostasis. So with cardio, it takes in about 30 minutes. So for about 30 minutes after you get off the elliptical, your metabolism is like chugging along, working hard, and then it goes back to normal. Well, here is the beautiful thing about resistance training, strength training, um, weight training. Again, whatever you want to call it, I'm using those three terms interchangeable. It takes hours for your metabolism to get back to balance. That means for hours. So yes, maybe your weight training session only burned 200 calories. However, depending, I can't give you an exact number because it really depends on the intensity, what you did, the type of weights you lifted, but your metabolism is going to be humming. It's going to be revved for hours after that workout. And I hope that makes sense. Not to mention when we add that lean muscle mass, right? Over the long term, your body's going to require more calories to support that muscle. That's, that's pretty cool, right? Okay. All right. So we have number one mistake is relying on counting calories. Number two is prioritizing and or overdoing cardio. Number three, mistake when it comes to weight loss in women over 40, is not strength training at all or doing too much of this excessive form of strength training, okay? So what I'm talking about when I say that, this excessive form of strength training, I'm talking about 
these high-intensity interval workouts. Um, and I hate to throw these places under the bus, but Orange Theory, F45, CrossFit. Now listen, there's absolutely nothing wrong with doing these workouts sometimes. But if you're, if you're doing these type of workouts four days a week and you are over 40 and you're not getting the results you think you should be, you're likely doing too much of this excessive form of strength training. I would suggest maybe scale it back to only one day a week of that type of training and then doing, you know, two days of just normal, old school, basic strength training, right? We're not going crazy. We're not jumping on the treadmill in between reps and sets, right? So that's what I would suggest if you are somebody who is doing these type of high intensity interval training and you're like, this is insane. I am working out four days a week and I am not seeing any changes in my body, right? You might be putting your body in too much of a state of stress, okay? So if it's working for you, great. Please don't get angry with me. <laughs> but one size doesn't fit all, remember? So I'm talking to people who have tried this and they're frustrated by a lack of results, you gotta take stress into account. It's like, I'm talking like top priority account when you're over 40. And then if you're somebody who's not strength training at all, listen, you gotta get on the strength training boat, all right? You gotta do it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a whole episode coming up talking about strength training, more about it, but I'm telling you right now, you, you absolutely need to be doing something intentionally to maintain and or build lean muscle. It is the number one thing that I see women over 40 not doing. And if you don't know how to strength train, I suggest that you go hire yourself a coach or a trainer and just, if nothing else, maybe have them write you one workout and teach you how to do it. It's everything, friend. Please, please, sweet rever, you got to start strength training. Okay, let's go on to number four, big mistake when it comes to weight loss in women over 40. Okay, and this one is kind of like, it kind of drives me crazy. Fad diets or restrictive eating programs. And I want to include here juicing cleanses. First of all, the word cleanse or detox, it literally like makes me like, if you could see my face when I made that sound, it would have been a much better effect. However, listen, these fad diets where it's like, you can't have any of this food. First of all, don't put yourself in a box. Don't categorize yourself, right? We're all different. I'm never going to say I'm fill in the blank, right? I'm paleo. I'm keto. I'm vegan. No, right? We all just need to have foods that we want to have and foods that we don't want to have. Now, I understand if you want to learn a certain way of eating, that's fine. But don't not allow yourself something because you think that you're being pressured to follow what somebody else is doing, okay? Um, 
And, and here's the thing at the end of the day, there's this quote that I love by Derek Sivers. And it says, if information was the answer, we'd all be billionaires with six pack abs. I might not have said it exactly right, but you get the gist, right? It's not that we need more information. Yes, of course, I like to teach women about how to restore their metabolism. I think it's really important that you take the time to learn how your metabolism works and functions because we, I got to tell you, to be fit and healthy in today's society, you kind of got to be a renegade, right? You can't just go with the American flow when it comes to eating and exercise. So I think it's really helpful for you to understand what your body needs. But I got to say that these, these restrictive eating programs and you think like, oh, this must be the answer. This is what I've been missing this whole time. You don't need more information. What you need is a tribe. You need a community of like-minded individuals where the behavior that you want to achieve and the goals you want to achieve are the norm of that community. That's what's really important, okay? And, and, and the reason I mentioned juice cleanses, when you are juicing, if you're somebody who's already fit and healthy and you just want to get a big old blast of nutrients and you have a healthy metabolism, that's great. But if you're somebody whose metabolism is out of sync and you're juicing, you're essentially giving your body a huge blast of sugar in one sitting because when you juice, it removes all the fiber. And the fiber is what helps buffer that, that sugar from jacking up your blood sugar. So this whole juicing thing, and I know it sounds so cool and ooh, so sexy, juice cleanse. Uh-uh, no, no, please. If you think that your metabolism needs some work or if you're trying to balance your blood sugar or you have issues with your energy levels, don't juice. Smoothies are great. Smoothies are okay because you put the whole kit and caboodle in there, right? There's the fiber is there. Okay, anyways, so number four is you know what you need to do, right? And, and make baby changes. You're not eating enough vegetables, eat some more vegetables. But don't go on this crazy restrictive eating program that you can't do for the rest of your life, okay? Okay, so number one, relying on counting calories. Number two, prioritizing or overdoing cardio. Number three, not strength training or excessive forms of strength training too often. And number four is bad diets, restrictive eating programs that you cannot stick to long-term, okay? Ready for the last two? And I'm actually gonna give you a bonus one at the end because I love to just, I love to give to you my, my sweet rever. So I'm gonna give you a bonus mistake. All right, here we go. Number five not focusing on stress balance. Let me explain what I mean by that. You got to manage your shizzle, right? You, okay, we all know that stress is not good for us. We hear it over and over again. And I don't, I don't like to say stress less or I don't like to say avoid stress because that is so delusional. Because most of the stress that we face, a lot of it is not in our control. So saying like, 
you got to just stress less. That's kind of silly to say that, okay? So you got to focus on a stress balance, right? So what does that mean? Now, I think what's happened is we've heard so much about how bad stress is for us. I feel like there's this tendency that we're stressed because we're stressed, right? We're like, ah, I'm stressed. It's not good. I got to stop stressing. And now I'm stressed. But then I'm stressed. <laughs> Am I right? Okay. So what are you doing? What are you doing to take a break from all this stress? Are you doing anything? And if you are, I, I wish I could reach through this, this phone or whatever you're listening to me on and give you a big old hug. Because it is so important, and I think pretty much everyone nowadays knows, yeah, stress can make you sick. Stress can make you gain weight. Stress can make you feel bad. But I know very few people that are prioritizing balancing out their stress. So I am the stress monkey. That is, that is where the company name came from, right? My brand, Stress Monkey. And I teach people to think of stress as you've got a stress monkey and you've got a zen monkey. A lot of the times, a lot of the days, most of us are constantly in stress monkey mode. Here's the trick. You gotta give that zen monkey a little bit of love. You don't need to do a lot, but daily you need to do something to remind your zen monkey, hey, I love ya. And maybe that means just sitting quietly for one minute. Set the timer on your phone and just sit quietly with your eyes closed for a minute. Maybe that means taking three slow, deep breaths. Maybe that means meditating. Maybe that means going out for a walk in nature. Whatever it is, you have got, you've got to help your body have breaks from the stress monkey, okay? And we don't want to get rid of the stress monkey because he does helpful things for us. But I crack up that I always refer to the stress monkey as a he- You know what I mean. Anyways, the stress monkey is needed. The stress monkey drives us. The stress monkey keeps us safe. But what we need to do is make sure that we are intentionally taking time for Zen monkey time, okay? Because rest is not naturally built into our lifestyle. Are you sitting on the front porch on a Sunday afternoon sipping lemonade watching the clouds go by? I doubt it. So that is your homework assignment. Start doing daily Zen monkey time. Okay, number six, big mistake I see in weight loss, women over 40, and that is being impatient. Expecting to see results so fast. Oh my God, like it's constantly like, lose 50 pounds in 10 days, right? Or you see these before and afters, somebody lost 100 pounds in three months. Listen, Your health is a process. You're on a journey. You need to create a lifestyle. This is a completely different thing. This is why I want you to stop dieting. Dieting is just so, ugh, we don't want to diet. I want you to start chipping away at crafting a lifestyle, okay? Now, here's the thing about expecting quick results, The faster your weight comes off, the harder it is, the harder your body and your metabolism will fight you to put that weight back on. Why? 
I've already mentioned this before, something called homeostasis. Homeostasis is where your body finds balance. So if you've been at, let's say, and I'm just using this number to make it easy, if you've been at 200 pounds for a long time, okay, that's your body's homeostasis. Now, you decide, okay, I'm going to lose some weight. You go on this very restrictive diet, and you drop a bunch of weight real quick, okay? Now, your metabolism, again, taking it back to the whole eat less, exercise more, your metabolism thinks something is wrong. Your metabolism's job is to keep you alive and protect you from death. So if you start to drop weight real quick, your metabolism starts to panic, thinks something is wrong. It's going to fight you tooth and nail to get that weight back on. It's going to make you feel tired because it doesn't want you to move and burn calories. It's going to give you hunger and cravings because it wants you to eat more to put more calories in your body. So the, the goal here is the slower, the better. You lose a little weight, your body's not freaking out, right? Your body adapts to that. Lose a little more, and so on, and so on, and so on. Slow and gentle is the way we want to go. So patience, especially if you're restoring your metabolism, okay? If you want to lose, I say this, this is like my little snarky comment. You want to lose weight quick? then cut off a limb. I know, a little morbid, but you get the point. There is no quick weight loss, right? You hear the stat all the time. Most people that lose weight gain it all back plus more. There's many reasons for that, but a lot of it is because you're doing damage to your metabolism when you lose weight too fast, okay? So I want you to start to think of this as like, I am creating a new lifestyle. This is for the long haul, sister, and brother, whoever's listening. All right, so something, it's something you've got to be willing to do ongoing, okay? And yes, if you're adding lean muscle and losing fat, you'll eventually actually need more calories, right? And, and your metabolism will be more forgiving. So that's the goal. The goal is how do I add lean muscle burn more fat, and restore my metabolism. And that's what I'm going to teach you, Rever. Yes. Okay. So remember I told you I'm going to give you an extra, an extra tip, and it goes, it goes back to exercising. All right. So number seven, this is your bonus mistake that I don't, you're not going to make these mistakes, Rever, right? I know you won't. But here we go. Favoring working out when you are sleep deprived. You slept horrible. You only had a few hours of sleep. You're feeling really stressed out about your to-do list or things at work or yada, yada, yada. Okay. But you're like, nope, I got to get this workout in. Nah, you don't. Do not favor working out over rest. All right? If you are sleep deprived, you got, because just one night of not getting good sleep has a huge impact on your health and well-being. Don't know if you knew that, but now you do. So if you had a rough night, no sleep, you're tired, you're supposed to go to the gym, I want you to reset your alarm and go back to sleep and get some more rest. And I'm guessing you're probably knowing where this is going. There's a couple of reasons, but the big reason is stress. Stress. 
If your body is sleep deprived, it's in a state of stress, it's in a state of fight or flight, and then you're going to go to the gym and give it more fight or flight, right? Too much cortisol, and what does that create? Sluggish metabolism, belly fat. Bam, a llama ding dong. Okay, so shall I say these all really quick one more time for you? Let me run down seven big mistakes when it comes to weight loss, women over 40. Number one, relying on counting calories. Number two, prioritizing and or overdoing cardio. Number three, not strength training or too much excessive strength training, high intensity intervals. Number four, these fad diets or restrictive eating programs. Number five, not focusing on stress balance. I want you to go out there and give that Zen monkey some sweet, sweet cuddles, right? Zen monkey time. And number six, being impatient, expecting results fast. Build a lifestyle, okay? Build a lifestyle. And the last one is favoring working out even when you're sleep deprived and you feel icky, icky, icky. No. Okay, so before I go, remember, before we wrap this up, you got that quiz. If you haven't downloaded it, go and grab it. I made it for you. Stressmonkey.com slash quiz. Monkey, E-E, not E-Y. Um, okay, listen, I want to tell you how much it means to me that you're here. I, I'm so excited to be finally doing this podcast, right? I've been thinking about it for two years. Um, so thanks so much for listening to the Rev Your Metabolism podcast with me, Alicia. Um, I want you to be sure to hit that follow button on this podcast so that you don't miss all the ridiculously helpful information coming in future episodes. Also, you can follow me on Instagram, um, I'm at Stress Monkey, and you already know how to spell that, Stress Monkey, E-E, not E-Y. But hey, this week, I want you to focus on that Zen Monkey time. I will see you next week. We're going to talk more about how to prioritize workouts if your goal is to change your body. All right, friend, it's time to rev it up. I will see you next time. Bye for now.